everyone. It's Gloria, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 7 of Miss Independent. Today, I'm here with my friend Irene, who has been a dog mom for the past five years to a greyhound named Toby. There is so much to know when you're planning on getting a pet, and we couldn't cover it all in one episode, so this will be a two-part series. This week, we chat about how to budget for a pet, adopting versus buying, and next week, we will get into a conversation all about pet insurance. Hope you enjoy. I am here today with my friend Irene, and we are going to be talking about the real cost of pet ownership. A lot of people have been getting pets because a lot of people have been able to work from home, and there's just been an influx of pet ownership, so I thought it would be a cool topic to talk about because Irene's had her dog for five years now. Yeah. Yeah. So welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me. Why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Thanks for having me. I'm Irene. I'm in my 20s. I work in marketing in the automotive industry. I'm located in the GTA. And a fun fact about myself is that the reason why I went vegan is because of my dog. And I love PayPal. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. What is your relationship with money? So I think I have a pretty decent relationship with money. Um, So growing up, I was taught at a very young age that it is important to have financial responsibility since my dad's an accountant. So um, that's just been drilled into my brain since I was a child. Um, And I think, to be honest, I don't spend a lot of money on myself. For the most part, my biggest expense is my dog. Um, but because I don't really spend money on anything since I still live at home with my parents and my expenses are very minimal. Um, when I do spend money, I'm comfortable with splurging on things like front row seats at a K-pop concert (laughs) (laughs) and, um, a lot of the money that I do make just goes straight into savings. Mm -hmm. Okay. So as I mentioned, today's topic is the real cost of pet ownership. So let's get into it. Tell me about your pet ownership story. (laughs) So I think I've wanted a pet ever since I was a kid. So for as long as I can remember, I would beg my parents if I can get a dog or just some sort of pet. So before getting Toby, I had a hamster um, and that was basically the most pet ownership experience I've had prior to getting to my getting my dog. Growing up, uh, we didn't have any other pets that were more, I guess, substantial, more substantial than the hamster. Yeah. Um, because uh, my parents typically just ask the same question that most parents ask, which is, who's going to take care of it and how are you going to pay for it? So after years and years and years and years of begging my parents (laughs) of getting a dog my mom unknowingly kind of said that I can get a dog after I finish university so little did she know I would actually take her up on that offer and after I finished university it was pedal to the metal let's get a dog (laughs) yeah how much planning did you do in advance of getting Toby so, I mean, my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess in terms of like casual browsing on adoption pages, researching about breeds and what kind of animals that I want, 
a lot of my life, but I think I realized that a dog would be a best fit just because I realized through mostly hanging out at your place and having severe allergic reactions to your cat, mm-hmm. <laughs> a cat kind of was not an option anymore. <laughs> Even though I love cats, I realized that a dog would be a great addition to the family. So a lot of years just researching about um, dog behavior, pet ownership, costs associated with it, time commitment, that sort of thing. So a lot of years just casually browsing, um, but actual planning in terms of like writing down costs that I think I would incur for the type of dog that I would want, probably about half a year before actually adopting my dog. Mm-hmm. And how did you choose between adopting versus getting a puppy? I think the biggest thing for me is I've always had a soft spot for animals in need. Um, with adopting, you're technically saving two lives because one, you're adopting one animal, but the shelter or the group you're adopting from can take another animal from an unfortunate situation. So um, for me, it just makes sense to help those in need. And there's just a lot of dogs that are put up in shelters. And it, it's, it breaks my heart, especially as a vegan, <laughs> that there's mm-hmm. so many dogs and so many pets in general that are given up because people don't realize the commitment in terms of time or money or situations change. I think those animals in need should get homes first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You don't really see a lot of greyhounds around these parts. How did you decide on getting a greyhound? Yeah, so a little bit about Toby. He is my retired racing greyhound. He's six years old and he's from Florida. So he's an American who moved up north to Canada. <laughs> um, and I think I've just always liked having, and I've always liked the idea of having a big dog. Um, a lot of blogs that I've read and just YouTubers and influencers who have big dogs always say that big dogs are usually gentle giants. And I just think greyhounds are just aesthetically beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're just elegant creatures. And when I researched more into the breed, I found out that they're very docile. They're actually so lazy, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's just really good temperament. And one of the benefits of adopting a retired racer is that they're used to human handling. So with Toby, I can touch him if I need to, like clean his paws, if I need to clean his teeth. Um, when I drop him off at the vet, even though he hates it, he's super um, good with the people who help him out. And he's also really good with other dogs just because he grew up surrounded by other greyhounds. So meeting other dogs, it's a good time. I'm never stressed when I meet an unfamiliar dog because she'll be nine times out of ten is a perfect baby angel <laughs> what are some other perks of adopting versus quote-unquote shopping with adopting um first off it's a lot cheaper than purchasing from a breeder um just because you're basically paying for the adoption fee and that's about it whereas if you're getting a puppy and if it's a high demand breed you're probably looking at thousands of dollars so with that it's uh you're saving a bit of money for (laughs) a dog um and a lot of times most of the times adoption groups will have the dog 
um, spayed or neutered and um, updated with all their vaccines and shots, you're saving a bit of money so you don't have to pay um, for that surgery for your pet. Um, the only thing I will say about if you are interested in purchasing a dog from a breeder is to make sure to do your research in terms of reputable breeders um, in your area because what you want to avoid is buying a dog from a puppy mill or a situation where there is animal abuse. So that's, that's the mm-hmm. main thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so important and it's really important for people to do their due diligence like with breeders and everything, even adoption groups too, right? Exactly. So how did you budget for Toby before getting him? And how do you budget for him now? Prior to getting Toby, there, there wasn't really like a set plan in place. I did the research in terms of what was the most cost efficient at the time. So when I adopted Toby, I was a fresh grad and I wanted to take time off after finishing school before I started full-time work. So I could spend time as much time as I can to be at home um, and help him transition from racing life to home life. Um, so at the time, I was more conscious about my budget in terms of looking at the price of treats and the price of food, um, food being one of the major costs for me. So when I first adopted Toby, I fed him kibble and is much cheaper than what I feed him now. And I would do a lot of research in terms of how much would I spend monthly on food. Um, other costs would be his annual checkup, uh, his annual licensing fee with the city, and that sort of thing. So I had a ballpark idea of monthly costs, and then I kind of went from there. So when I adopted Toby, I had an idea of how much I would be spending, and then I just spent the money <laughs> just because I knew in my current situation, because I'm living at home with my parents, I don't have to worry about rent or hydro or internet. I just kind of needed enough money from what I made during the co-op terms in school um, to help pay off all his expenses until I started work full-time. After I started working with full-time, with my full-time job, I was not more reckless with my spending, but I was more comfortable with looking at higher quality food for my dog. So after I started working and I have more disposable income to spend on Toby, I was able to research and look more into feeding him raw, which has a lot of health benefits for dogs. And in terms of budgeting for raw, again, because I live at home and I don't have very many expenses, it is a possibility for me to spend that amount um, on Toby for raw food. Otherwise, his budget for me on a monthly basis isn't that much because most of the costs happen up front and now it's just kind of maintaining his lifestyle with me mm-hmm. yeah so can you talk about the different expenses the upfront expenses and then also the recurring expenses in addition to food mm-hmm. so for his one-time expenses they're mostly the big big purchases so for toby it's his adoption fee so that's basically what i paid the adoption group to bring him home um, and then the essentials like the dog bed, bowl, his crate, uh, leashes and collars, um, grooming tools. And one fact about Toby is he is terrified of um, tile floors and hardwood floors. <laughs> so I bought so many carpet runners from Walmart <laughs> to line the entire first floor of my house because he is so scared of floors. So 
that's a fun one that makes sense for Toby. (laughs) (laughs) The floor is lava. (laughs) And in terms of recurring expenses, main one is food. So that's his normal food that I feed him as well as treats. And then um, his annual vet visits. So he gets annual checkup. He also gets um, presented with medication for fleas and ticks and heartworm and um, other vaccinations. So that varies by what the vaccine is um, and his annual pet license for the So what is the average cost for the first year that you got him and then every year after that? So I think for listeners out there, um, this might be a lot, but keep in mind, my dog is a greyhound. He is a 70-pound baby, so <laughs> the costs <laughs> do vary by the breed and how much food your dog needs <laughs> or pet. So uh-huh. the first year that I got him, I was super um, on top of keeping track of all, the, all of his expenses just because I wanted to know how much I'd be spending on him. So in his first year, I think it was probably around six to seven thousand dollars. <laughs> oh my god! For the whole year, yeah. So, but luckily, a lot of those costs were one-time costs, mm-hmm. like his adoption fee, the crate, which is kind of expensive, and that sort of thing. And because of his adventure with food, I was buying so many types of food and treats and toys to like figure out what he likes and doesn't like. So there's a lot of trial and error in the first few years in terms of knowing your dog. Um, mm-hmm. And then afterwards, once I got to know my dog better, um, costs are much more manageable. So on an annual basis, I'm probably spending around 3000 on him. Mm-hmm. And so would small dogs generally cost less just because they eat less food and they don't need like a giant crate and stuff like that? Yeah, I think so. I think for me, food is the biggest expense that I have Mm -hmm. for Toby just because I do feed him raw and it works best for him because when he was on kibble, it was not a fun time for him or me. Once we switched to raw, it is more expensive, but the output is much better from him. (laughs) 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 It is easier for me to take care of his output. Yeah, no, that's important because you gotta, yeah, you gotta pick that up. So (laughs) (laughs) were there any unexpected expenses that you've come across? Yes. So we touched upon this. It was the food. So I didn't know, like, obviously each dog, each pet is different. I thought I was hoping when I was looking into my research, I was hoping Toby would do so well with kibble because there are a lot of greyhounds that have good poops and just healthy overall healthy body energy levels for kibble but with him I tried so many different brands of kibble I was chopping around and it just nothing worked and then once I switched to raw it was night and day and that was a big unexpected cost because raw is more expensive but it's just overall better for him and for me and other unexpected costs mostly vet visits specifically the emergency kind (laughs) Mm -hmm. so the thing that I've learned about Toby and his personality is he loves to eat 
and one of his favorite things to eat is just garbage (laughs) 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 on walks. He likes to just get his nose into things and just start eating things. So the first time I ever had to take him to the emergency vet was because he decided to eat part of his toy. And (laughs) (laughs) um, a lot of dogs, it it would be fine because it would just pass through the system. But um, if greyhounds need to go to surgery, it's pretty risky because they are so skinny and have so little body fat. Going through anesthesia is a very high-risk procedure for my dog. So I straight up panicked because this happened within the first year of bringing him home. So I was crying. I was like, just a hot mess. Um, So I had to drive him to the emergency vet on a Sunday night, which is very expensive because there is a additional charge uh, of taking your dog to the emergency vet if it's after hours. Mm -hmm. And they had to induce vomiting and he threw up the toy and the vet said that if we didn't bring him in to induce vomiting, he probably would have needed surgery because the amount of toy that he consumed probably would have gotten stuck. Mm. And following that, I think I probably had to take him to the vet for ingesting related <laughs> incidents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're looking at for emergency vets two to three hundred dollars to see the vet just just the checkup that would not include any of the medicine or um, follow procedures afterwards so five years with toby i think i had to take him to the emergency vet three times Mm -hmm. and that is all the time that we have for today be sure to tune in again next week for part two all about pet insurance, what it is, is it worth getting, and also an alternative to maintain your peace of mind about your pet's health. For listeners who haven't yet signed up for Well Simple Cash, what are you waiting for? Use my referral code in the show notes. You and I will both get 25 free dollars. It's the easiest way to send cash instantaneously. No email required, just a handle. Speaking of, if you want to support my work, you can well simple cash me at dollar sign glor. That's G L O R. Thanks so much. As the aspiring Miss Independent, this is Gloria signing out. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. And if you're using Apple Pods, please toss me five stars. It would help me so, so much. So see you next time. Until then, stay healthy and grow wealthy.